I love my cat, Tiger. And as my best friend, we speak our own language. What's that? You love your litter. He does, because I use Fresh Step Outstretch Litter. It absorbs 50% more waste and odor and requires less changing compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Less changing means more time playing. <laughs> right, Tiger? That's a yes. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Cat Litter in the pet aisle. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. <laughs> oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. This extra hour of work, and I got to pick games and set myself up for ridicule. This is the worst hour of the week, but let's have some fun. <laughs> you know, I just had a thought because I love the introductory music to your podcast. I really love it. It really gets me going. Thank you. Thank you. We need to have a live band at the Super Bowl that plays that. You need to find a live band in yeah. Las Vegas. Good luck. And I want horns. Right. I don't want keyboard at the start. Wouldn't the start sound even better if it was trombones on the way in, making that? Ah, it'd be great. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I, right. I don't know. They won't hire us uh, a makeup artist for the show. So, they're going to get us a band? I, I don't think so. Unless you want to pay for it yourself, don't buy every player a gift this year and buy the freaking band, okay, Mr. Rich Daddy Warbucks over there? <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, first of all, some shows do have makeup artists, just not ours. No. Second of all, when I put together all the various prizes that were awarded last year, probably could afford a band exactly every right. day of the week exactly right we're in las vegas yeah yeah <laughs> at a minimum we could have the horn sections and i could do the drumming myself on the desktop so horn section is all we need maybe a piano player we were north of five grand by the time we did all the prizes last year so yeah i think we could afford it i'm gonna have to start looking into that we'll be in las vegas before you know it until then we've got one week at a time Joint Mega Picks podcast. We have to make these picks. Can't enjoy the games. Got to be rooting for our picks. Can't just sit back and watch the game and have some fun. Got to be. Come on, Dr. Doom. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. All right. Come on. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I had a good week last week, by the way. Good. Yes. Not as good as I thought it was going to be because we disagreed on seven and I was four and oh before I went oh and three when the. Texans came back and beat the Buccaneers. There it went. I don't know why the fuck I picked the Jets to win on Monday night. I'm <laughs> done with the Jets. I'm off the Jets. The Jets are done. Uh, but otherwise, hey, hey, nine and five against the spread. Nine and five against the spread, baby. Strong. I'm ready to go to Vegas. Yeah, I'm seriously. ready to go to Vegas. I'm catching up in the category I don't care about. Maybe I do care about it now. <laughs> yeah, right. Until you're winning, you'll start caring about it. Yeah, it's all right. I'm still in striking distance in the other two as well. Gosh, it's just hey, oh, best yeah. bets. Yeah. We finally got our heads out of our asses on best bets combined five and one. And it'd be six and oh if you didn't foolishly think the Falcons were going to cover the spread against Minnesota. What oh, were you man. thinking? I don't know. They had the ball at 21-13, and they were around midfield, and then they turned the ball over in two consecutive plays, and the game totally freaking changed. Uh, so, yeah, good thing it was just pretend money. Yeah, Bar- up yours, up yours, Minnesota. Uh, the hell with you. Bar- Let's get this going, all right? It's getting interesting. It's getting right. tight in all categories, and hopefully I can chip away this week. Chip, 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 chip. <laughs> but I, I keep expanding my lead straight up. It is only three games. Yeah. It is only three, and it could right. be gone just like that. Okay. Every week this season, you can play along with us. DraftKings has set up the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool. Pick every game against the spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool. That means you have to share it. Prize pool each and every week. 
Download the DraftKings app, click on the Pools tab, and enter the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool to make your picks or visit DraftKings.com slash pools. And just like us, you must enter all of your picks before kickoff of the Thursday night game, which means DraftKings, the, the crown is the yours. Mm. No, That's that wasn't fun. on there. That was just ad living. I'm such a great actor. That's extra. Do we I get just, paid? I just paid extra them. for that. I think so. I think they give me an extra hundred thousand every time I say it. <laughs> All right. Oh, they're paying for the band at the Super Bowl. Boom. The PFT Live Chris Sims Unbuttoned Band presented by DraftKings. The crown is yours. The band is ours. Let's see if we can work that out. DraftKings, come on through. You got the money. Get us a band. I want to hear the horn section playing that intro. I'm serious. That is now my new mission. My obsession. I want a trombone-led horn section playing the intro to the Chris Sims Unbuttoned PFTPM Joint Megapix podcast. Let's get to Thursday Night Football. Panthers at the Bears. Will Al Michaels show up? That's the big question. Bears favored by three. Three wins between the two teams, even though it's week 10. Over, under, 38 and a half. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, again, neither team is really good. I don't trust either team you know, either way here. That's what makes a, a game like this tough to pick, right? I'm going to go by a little bit of what I've seen as of late, and I feel like Chicago's played better football than Carolina. Carolina, I know, got the win, ugly win off the bye against the Houston Texans, but it's that game last week wasn't very impressive. You know, before the bye wasn't impressive. I, I guess I'd just say I trust them you know, less than I do the Chicago Bears. The Bears have showed glimmers, you know, whether it was the domination of the the Raiders two weeks ago. Okay, the Chargers game I know wasn't their best, certainly. You know, but then last week they stood toe-to-toe with the Saints for a long time and made a lot of plays and then, of course, made some mistakes that ultimately ended up, you know, costing them the football game there. But there's some positives, I think, to be had there with Chicago more than the other side. You know, one, Chicago's offense, I think, poses some problems for a good Carolina defense in their running game. And Bajan, he ain't afraid to stand there and make some throws. And, of course, they have better weapons than Carolina on the outside. Uh, uh, and, and then, you know, just lack of weaponry around Bryce Young and that Carolina offense. Chicago plays a ton of man, which could be scary. I'm going to play it more that it's going to be hard for Carolina to wiggle free for the better part of this football game. I'm going to go with the Bears, going to have the Panthers covering the spread. Kind of a late game field goal type of thing I'm feeling. Bears 20 to 19. Well, I'm going to move within five games of the against the spread competition. I think the Bears cover 16-10. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I just think the Panthers on a short week. When you look at how they were able to get Bryce Young ready with the transition of the play calling from Frank Reich to offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, last week it didn't go quite as well. They took a step backward. I don't think they can take a step forward on a short week. And the Bears are better than I think what we have perceived them to be during that ugly Sunday night loss to the Chargers. Yeah. They gave the Saints everything they can handle. And I think Tyson Bagent is developing into something that gives the Bears at least a decision to make after the season. Do they continue to develop him? Will they be in position to draft a franchise quarterback with the first overall pick? What do they do with Justin Fields? But I think for now, Bagent does enough outduels the first overall pick in the draft in large part because the team around him is pretty good. DJ Moore... I think we'll have a big night just because he gets a chance to stick it to the Panthers for trading him away. 16-10, Bears win. And remember the last time we saw the Bears on Thursday Night Football, what did they do? They beat the hell out of the Commanders, and D.J. Moore had a huge night. Could have had four touchdowns, but for the fact that somebody didn't realize that he apparently didn't step out of bounds as he was running to pay dirt. So 16-10, Bears for me. We agree on the outcome. We disagree on who covers the spread. Early Sunday morning for the last time this year. Now, look, you ever go to a nice restaurant and you get a steak and then the dessert is just like a turd? That's kind of what they have to be feeling in Germany (laughs) after getting Chiefs Dolphins one week and Colts Patriots the next. And, hey, once upon a time, this was a great rivalry. This was the Deflategate rivalry. Remember, the rivalry is back on, Chris Ballard said, after Josh McDaniels spurned the Colts left them at the altar right after Super Bowl 
52, I believe it was, in Minneapolis. Remember all that? Yeah, yeah. There's still a little bit of a of a heated rivalry here. The problem is the Patriots aren't very good, and the Colts may be better than we give them credit for. The Colts favored by a point and a half, over under a 43. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, listen, I think this is a close football game. I do. I think the Patriots match up pretty well with the Colts. One, the Patriots can stop the run. I think that's where it starts with the Colts. And then the Colts passing game, Gardner Minshew, not big-time weapons on the outside. Scary. I think that fits and is conducive to the Patriots putting up a good showing here. Now, I've told you I'm disappointed in the Colts. I'm disappointed in their defense. That's been the thing that's let them down this year. Uh, last year, it was a top 10-ish defense. This year, it's a bottom 10-ish defense. People score points. They make big plays on them, right? Nobody else makes plays on the Colts defense. We saw Kenny Moore last week. I get that, you know, but we got to see more of that from them, right? I feel like DeForest Buckner is really the only guy on the defensive side of the ball right now that consistently kind of fucks the game up a little, right? I feel like this is a game where New England gets back in, on the win column. I don't know why weird things happen in, in Europe, all right? And I look at it, too, and just go, it's a good matchup with the New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have been a little bit better as of late here, and I think they can pose some problems for the Colts on the defensive side of the ball or as many problems as they're capable of doing. I'm going to go with the Pats, 23-20 to 20 in Germany. I have questions and concerns about the overall psyche of the New England That's Patriots. That's a big We've question. We've never seen this happen before, right. where a team that was so great for so long yeah. is falling apart. I think the Patriot way has lost its way, yeah. and I just think with seven losses in that conference, when you are 16th out of 16 teams, there's no way you're getting to the playoffs, even if you run the table. I don't think 10-7 and seven would get them in, but we'll see. I guess if they would run the table, 10-7 and seven could be good enough. But they ain't running the table. No. The table is not going to be run by this team. And you may have some guys who understand the winds of change are blowing. We've listened to this guy enough. We're done being beaten down psychologically by Bill Belichick and the military approach. I just wonder how many guys are going to check out because – just like we saw Ding Dong the Witch is Dead in Las Vegas last week, you may have some folks who are getting ready to throw a bucket of water on Bill Belichick and see if he melts into the ground, a la the Wicked Witch of the West. So I just think it's going to be more than Belichick can handle to get these guys on the same page. Yeah. They're traveling over to Germany late. I know that worked out for the Chiefs. Chiefs are a far more disciplined team right now, a far better team right now yeah. than the New England Patriots. I got the Colts in this one, and I think the final score will be 23-17 to 17, Indianapolis over New England, and the Patriots fall to 2-8. and eight. Hey, I, the, the points you bring up are definitely the points that make me want to step on the break and be like, ah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, where's the confidence? Where's the psyche of the Patriots at in totality is definitely a big question and, and something that does scare me. And I thought about that, you know, in this matchup where I went back and forth in my mind here. It's certainly not going to be a best bet. I could tell you that much. All right, we move on to the next game, and that is the 1 o'clock Eastern showdown in Baltimore between the Browns and the Ravens. And the Ravens have won their last two home games against good teams. 38 to 6 and then 37 to 3. I think that combines to 75 to 9. That's pretty good. The Browns come in with Deshaun Watson back under center. The Ravens are favored by 6 with an over under of 38. Chris, do the Ravens complete the sweep? Remember back in week 4, Baltimore beat the Browns with Dorian Thompson Robinson at quarterback 27 to 3. Who do you like in this one? I, I you know, I'm going with the the Ravens. I mean, the the Ravens are the hottest team in the game right now, like you just said. Uh, I love the Cleveland defense. I'm in awe of it. I like the Baltimore Ravens defense even more, let alone the Ravens have what, the number six offense in football? I mean, the Ravens are real. They are. Now, I think the Bengals are – I mean, the Browns are real too. Excuse me. I do. But I just don't trust the Browns' offense yet. That And, and there's potential for me to trust it and say, wow, right? We know they can run the ball. They're one of the best screen teams in all of the NFL – Every week I watch and I go, man, Stefanski and them have so many good creative ways you know, to screw over a defense with passes behind the line of scrimmage. They're great in that department. 
but it's in Baltimore. It's on the road. I don't think Deshaun is hitting on all cylinders yet. How could he be? You know, last week was kind of like, ooh, some impressive throws, and then also some, uh, damn, it looks like he hasn't played football in a little bit, right? So I, I think we're going to be in a defensive struggle, uh, but ultimately I'm going with the Ravens. I'm going to pick them to win this game 21-13. to I got 24-13, and I've got a lot of the same thoughts that you do. Deshaun Watson maybe is rounding into the kind of guy they need him to be, but the shoulder injury derailed the season, and I just think it's too much to ask him to go into Baltimore. What a difference the Browns are going to see this week from the hapless, shiftless Cardinals who averaged less than one yard per minute of clock time, 58 yards in a 60-minute game. Are you kidding me? What a difference it's going to be this week for the Browns to go into Baltimore and see this Ravens team that already beat them 27 to three without Deshaun Watson. But still, the Browns have to prove it to me before I'm going to believe they can win on the road against a team like this. The Ravens are looking great right now, and we know that they're prone to step in a pothole from time to time. We've seen it over the years. It could happen, but I'm not ready to put my non-money no. where my mouth is. I've got the Ravens 24 to 13. All right, let's move on to another game featuring two teams at or above 500, four and four Texans taking on the five and three Cincinnati Bengals who are surging in the AFC. They are favored by six and a half against CJ Stroud and his 470 passing yards last week, plus five touchdowns over under a 47. Do the Bengals get to six and three, Chris? Well, yes, I'm, I'm going with the Bengals. Do I think it's a little scary? Sure. You know, I you know I I don't know what to think. I think of what I look at as the the Texans defense, right? I think that's you know, and, and and where I look at it, you know, I think what scares me more than anything is the health status of the Bengals receivers. That that's of course a big determining factor here. You know, T. Higgins, a little injury in practice yesterday, right? Jamar Chase was nine feet up in the air and then landed on his back. I don't know if he's going to be able to go. So that that worries me. I think the Bengals, like we were kind of talking about with the Ravens, are one of the hottest teams in the sport, obviously, right? And I think they dominated that game against Buffalo last Sunday night a little better than what the score would even show there. Uh, and, you know, with the Texans' defense, you know, I like it, right? Uh, they got torn up last week in, in a lot of ways. You know, there was a little running the ball by the Buccaneers and some big plays in the pass game. I think the Bengals are playing great on offense, capable of that. And here's the other thing I just bring to the table. The Bengals have showed me they know how to uh, have the right route combinations versus this D'Amico Ryan zone defense that he's so good at. Right, A lot of similarities. Again, they played the 49ers. It's still the same system there. Yeah, Steve Wilkes isn't coaching as good as D'Amico Ryan's. We know that. But there is an understanding of how to attack it. And I think between that and being on the road in Cincinnati and Cincinnati's defense is awesome at all three levels, I'm going to ride with them here 24-17, to but an uncomfortable 24-17. to Yeah, look um... – the Texans have shown they can win on the road. They beat the Jaguars by 20 points earlier this year, but lately it's been more up and down, yeah. win at home, lose on the road. The defense the defense blew it last week before C.J. Stroud and the offense scored a touchdown when they got the ball back with 46 seconds to play. They drove down the field, and they got the points they needed to win the game. I think Joe Burrow hitting the stride now that he's healthy. I am worried about the injured receivers, but I'm not worried about Joe Burrow I'm going to try to thread the needle on this one. I've got the Bengals 27-24, narrowly winning. The Texans get the cover. The Bengals get the win. And the Texans come away with, I know there's no such thing as moral victories, but it is a moral victory. I think it gives them confidence that they can go from four and five maybe to a wild card berth, and if not, lay the foundation to be a real contender next year. Yeah, I hear you there. I hear you. I think your, your points are valid. And I could certainly see them hanging around and making this very, very tight and interesting, especially if both receivers for Cincinnati are out. That's where I start to go, uh-oh, that scares me. And that's where Cincinnati's defense, I think, will have to step up in a major way. All right, the best game of the day, arguably, at least as it relates to the records of the teams involved, the 49ers after a bye week heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, who also are coming off of a bye week. 49ers trying to end a three-game 
losing streak, which has resulted in Brock Purdy looking not like the next coming of Joe Montana. But the 49ers are favored by three on the road with an over-under of 45. Do the 49ers keep their losing streak from going to four, Chris? I've gone back and forth with this one, right? I I can see ways that, you know, both teams win this football game, right? You know, again, the, the, the Jaguars do some of the things. First off, they have great balance. They have a great running back. We know they protect pretty well. Uh, I think that's probably something they'd like to be a little bit better at. Uh, uh, we know Trevor Lawrence. They got weapons. You always hear me talk about if you're going to play the 49ers, you got to be willing to throw the ball down the field and outside the numbers. Jacksonville can do that really well. So that scares me in that part of it, right? But the other part of that is that you know, this is a 49ers team that's is a little desperate. You know, Jacksonville's coming off the bye going, feeling good. We're 6-2. and two. We've been playing great football. San Francisco went into the bye going, what the hell? We need to make some adjustments. we got to fix some things, right? So that's where I look at the 49ers and go, I expect things to maybe look a little different on the defensive side of the ball. A few new wrinkles, some corrections, some adjustments by Steve Wilkes. And then, of course, you got the Chase Young aspect that's going to bring energy to that side of the ball. Offensively, or the other side – right? Jaguars can stop the run. They can stop the run. They're not a great pass rushing team, but they're creative in how they attack the quarterback and do that both in the secondary and with blitzes. They cause turnovers, interceptions, forced fumbles. They're up there in the top of football of that department. The 49ers have had issues turning the ball over lately, but the 49ers are healthy on the offense. It looks like other than Trent Williams. And, you know, I think between that, the desperation of, oh, no, we can't lose four in a row and having a different feel in the bye week, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. I think it's a really evenly matched football game. But because of those factors, I'm going 49ers 24-20. I suspect that Kyle Shanahan did not enjoy his bye week at all. He looked a little more haggard than usual when we showed a clip of him speaking at his Wednesday press conference. My guess is he's been tormented the entire time. Three losses into your bye week just after what felt like a coronation when they stomped the Cowboys 42-10 to week five Sunday night football. So I suspect he's been putting in a ton of work, burning the midnight oil, burning the candle at both ends with a flame right down the middle. The 49ers find a way to win this one. They have a higher degree of desperation, and I think desperation matters. The Jaguars in firm control of their division, not feeling that same urgency. This is an opportunity game for them. It's a necessity game for the 49ers. I've got 23-17, 49ers winning. Brock Purdy gets back on track. Christian McCaffrey has a big game. Debo Samuel's back. They probably won't have Trent Williams. They add Chase Young to that pass rush that maybe gets a little more unleashed now that the defense is under siege and being criticized for not getting it done. Long day for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, not a blowout, but but a reestablishment by the 49ers that they're one of the elite teams in football. Yeah, I, listen, I think, I think Jacksonville's an elite team too. I do. That's what scares me. But I'm, I'm with you, and the, it's the other, the external factors, the psychology again that I, I favor the 49ers in this one. But I certainly wouldn't be shocked if we came here on Monday talking and doing the show and we went, well, Jacksonville won 24-20 or 23-17. We shouldn't be. They're in the class of the 49ers. I just think, like you said, the 49ers are going to put their best foot forward in this one. All right, here we go. Baru! And what I did you purple week, motherfucker, you. What I did this week, because <laughs> I had some time before our show this morning, and I thought, you know what, I don't have the lines yet. I'm just going to attach a score to all the games. I'm going to go through the exercise, and if I have to adjust them later, so be it. And I didn't have to adjust any of the scores. I stuck with the scores I had. None okay. of them landed right on the line. Okay. And with the Vikings game, I just assumed the Vikings would be favored in this one. At home. Defense pretty good. Look at what they did last week in Atlanta. The Saints are favored by two and a half in Minnesota. This has best bet written all over it for me, and I'm going to start right here with the Vikings, with Josh Dobbs, with this vibe that they have now. It's very intangible, but it's also very tangible. There's a confidence. What happened on Sunday in Atlanta was validation of 
Kevin O'Connell's position one day after Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles tendon that this is not a challenge. This is not a test. This is not adversity. This is opportunity. And I think that that message was hammered home. It's why he was so euphoric when they won that game. It carries the team moving forward to believe it can keep winning and winning and winning and winning. And the Saints have won a couple in a row after that clunker on Thursday night where they did come back and tie it up, but ultimately it didn't work out. I think the Vikings win this one. I think the Vikings get to 6-4 and four after a 1-4 and four start. I've got 30-27 to 27 just because I'm rooting for a great game. We saw 31-28 last week. Vikings win. No spread to cover because they're the underdogs, Chris, to my surprise, which, again, has me thinking – Time to time to go purple with one of my best bets. So what do you think? Are you, we going to disagree on this one? Is this a chance for me to pick up another one? Well, I'm, go, I'm going 24-17, and you're damn right I'm not going with the motherfucking Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the Saints. That's right. Yep, I'm going with the Saints. You can believe all this bullshit and recency bias. I got to see it one Jeez. more time, okay? Wow. Yep, that's wow. right. I got to see it. I think, listen, it was great last week. I get that. I think the game fell the right way for them, too, in a lot of ways, too, with you know, Atlanta with a few self-inflicted mistakes and whatever else, right? I don't think that Josh Dobbs and his running is going to catch the Saints by surprise here. The Saints offense has got it going a little bit. I'm just not ready to buy into it yet. I, I got to see it maybe one more week for me to go, okay, it's real. This is a tangible thing. The Minnesota's got this figured out. I got great respect. You know that, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a Saints defense that's good. It's not great, right? But I do think their offense has got it going here a little bit as of late and making some plays. I'm going to take them to win this one ugly, but 24-17. That dome is going to be rocking. Now, the last time the Vikings had a big win on the road and came back home, they got the shit kicked out of them by the Cowboys. But this is a different team. This is a different vibe. And they know that they need to keep winning. And they just have they have that sparkle. And I think it's going to last. They go to Denver for Sunday night football next week. They have Monday night football at home against the Bears. And then they go into their bye week, and they come out with a trip to Las Vegas. I think they're going to keep this going. And I, I have a feeling I'm going to keep picking them beyond – this week. All right. Packers Steelers. Once upon a time, I mean, like this was because they meet every four years. Yeah. And this is like a Super Bowl matchup that never happened. A couple of dynasties from yesteryear never changed their uniforms. The Steelers made the little adjustment to their numbers in the mid 90s. But we'll, 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 yeah, we'll give them that. They still have the emblem on one side of the helmet, which is badass. Now there's just a different feeling about both of these teams. The Packers caca. Last week's game between the Packers and the Rams, almost unwatchable. The Packers finally get a win, a much-needed win, after losing way too many games with Jordan Love. Steelers at home. That's all you need to know. Steelers at home against a team that may not be better than them. I mean, Steelers at home against a team that's better than them. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Steelers win. Steelers at home against a team that is either equal or worse. What are we talking about here? Steelers win, and I know even though this hurts me, it pains me, it wounds me in my soul, I'm going to pick the final score to be the same score as when the Steelers beat the Vikings at Tulane Stadium, January of 1975, Super Bowl IX, 16-6, final score on Sunday, when the Steelers take out the Packers. Uh, I hear you there. You You say a lot of the right things. The Steelers' defense got it going. They make plays every week. Jordan Love, right? I mean, I don't, still don't trust them. Again, last week it took forever for their offense to get going. I don't trust them throwing the football. I don't trust them to get the ball out of his hands and not hold it too long and let strip sack fumbles happen. So I got that. I don't expect them to be able to move the ball very much on the Pittsburgh defense. I don't, I just because their offense is so basic right now, I got to see it to believe it. And then, yeah, I don't expect it to be pretty by the Pittsburgh offense by any stretch of the imagination against the, the Packers, but I think it's going to kind of be what we always see it be. Ugly, you know, 10 points at the half, another drive or two in the second half to get some points, and, you know, that's all she wrote. 
and then they'll let their defense dominate from there. I'm going to go Steelers 20-10. to 10. I have a lot of the same thoughts you do, uh, but this just feels like, yeah, their kind of game that they're made for, and this, I think, will be the first game all year that they outgain their opponent and win the game. I think that'll happen for the first time, which is still a remarkable stat. It is amazing. Outgained in eight straight contests and are still five and three. All right, the last game in the one o'clock Eastern window on Sunday, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Buccaneers. Tennessee making it official that Will Levis is the starter. The Bucs have lost four in a row. They had the game one in Houston last week. The defense let them down with 46 seconds left. Bucks favored by one over under 38.5. Who do you have? Well, I, you know, the, the, this is another game where, you know, it just feels like a Titans type of football game for me. That's where I don't tr- like the Bucks offense was better last week. I got it, but I don't know if I'm ready to sit here and, Say, oh yeah, it's 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 ready to turn the corner and, and put up points and thirty something points every game. No, I I don't look at it that way. You know, one, I don't look at it enough to go, oh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball so much that it's going to stress the Tennessee Titans out to where they're going to have to play crazy aggressive coverages in the back end because they're so worried about the run. To me, you know, the way the Bucks play is conducive to. Yeah, the Titans being able to let their front seven kind of do the work there, and then they can use people in the pass game and make things tough on you, even though their defense isn't great. You know, it's the the kind of formula that helps them out, right? And then, you know, the vice versa of that is, I I, I feel like Tennessee poses problems that stress the Buccaneers out. The Buccaneers always overplay the run. Right, that's one of my problems with Todd Bowles. I mean, even last week I had a joke in my podcast that Todd Bowles was playing run defense in the third quarter. We're already three hundred yards passing in, like he was playing the '93 Cowboys and Emmitt Smith, and he's still got eight guys at the line of scrimmage. Like they might run it all over us. Still, no, they're not, Todd. They're throwing it all over you. Adjust. And I just think he's a meathead that way, and their defensive coach is there to where they're going to go all in and worry about the running game and all that, and they're going to leave some opportunities for Will Levis in the passing game like we've seen. I'm going to go Titans 20-17. to Ooh, we disagree on this one. I just think it's time for the Buccaneers to win another game. They're too good to have lost four in a row. They're too good to make it five in a row. They're at home. I give them 24-21. I don't have a ton of confidence in this one because I keep – Picking the Bucks and they keep losing. I don't know why I keep picking yeah, them. I don't I just know. Think that, What's the I definition think that of at stupid? some points? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm too stupid to know. All right. Uh, so I got 24 21. Let's go ahead and break because we got some late afternoon games. We got primetime games. We got best bets. We got more to come on this joint Mega Picks podcast. Chris Sims unbuttoned to PFTPM. We'll be right back. Around any corner, within every battle. And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Goal for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. On DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 in pocket, 200 bucks in bonus bets 
instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every single day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is not mine. The crown is yours. All right, let's get to it. Late games on Sunday. And I'm looking at these games. I assume Giants-Cowboys is the America's Game of the Week on Fox. Who the hell wants to watch that slaughter? I know the Cowboys can get a bunch of eyeballs no matter what. But holy crap, we'll get to that game in a bit. But that's the headline game. We've got all these great games at 1 o'clock Eastern. Hey, I just work here. Somebody I don't know. No, no. I think it's fair. I don't know what the hell the but NFL is a- doing. They're, they're messing up and putting good games in marquee windows right now that I, like, I feel like I've never seen it before. I, I want to go, what, what, what are we doing? Like, this is our games. 4 o'clock. Yeah, bad games. Yeah, exactly. Games. Excuse me. Sorry. I mean, the, the 4 o'clock slate is, is stinks. I mean, it stinks. I mean, Cock come on. on. This on. is all the NFL Cock could on. offer for us for 4 o'clock football games in the 10th week of the year. I mean, it's ridiculous. That, that, that to me is like. I don't know, arrogant, self, selfish. It's ridiculous. I don't understand what they're doing. Um, and there are some great 1 o'clock games that we get to watch at least. We shouldn't complain because the late afternoon games, are so much happening. We're getting ready for the show. We can't really watch and study the games the way we'd like to. The good games this week in that 1 o'clock window. All right, Falcons at the Cardinals. Falcons favored by 1.5, over under of 43. Who do you like? Gosh. Kyler I, Murray may be back. Too. I know. That's why the spread. That's why the spread's so close. Whoa. What's Kyler going to do? I know. It's scary. It's scary. There's a part of me that I, I really, there's a part of me that sat here and I was like, should I take the Cardinals, the boost of Kyler Murray? I'm not sure about Atlanta. Right. I mean, they, they like, well, they just will screw anything up right now. They really will. So I, I don't know what to think of them. They scare me a little. And then, you know, the unveiling of Kyler Murray and some things that you haven't seen them do on film that you got to worry about all oh, that. Hell, we're better than Arizona anyways. We should be able to just show up and beat them. Right. I, all those factors scare me. You know, but at the end of the day, I still can't pick Arizona. I can't not not yet. You know, this is big, though. Like, to me, this is a season-defining moment for Atlanta. They lose this football game. I want to be like, oh, see you later. You guys don't have what it takes to get in the playoffs or win the NFC South. You know, this is like, you better wake up and show up here and beat this football team you know, and, and, and start to gain some momentum here. And I'm going to play that they do that. I am. The defense hasn't been as good as of late, but I'm going to play more that Kyler Murray is rusty, and not on his game, might have some opportunities to make a few plays, might make, miss a few throws here and there, right? But I'm scared of that. I'm scared it could be the opposite, and he's going to be, like, on his game and, and hitting people everywhere, and they're going to be like, whoa, we don't know what hit us. And then I'm, I'm going to, you know, play the fact that the Falcons can get their run game going against this Arizona defense. I am. Now, it, what scares me, too, is, is the thing we always talk about with Atlanta, is just lack of people that scare you on the outside – has really hurt them and their ability to run the ball as good as they should be able to with that offensive line. So we'll see where it goes. But I think because of the desperation and all that, I'm going to take the Falcons in a close one, 23-21. I will go with the Falcons, 28-17. Both of us have Atlanta winning and covering. And look, I think if they blow this one, Arthur Smith needs to start thinking about who he's going to use as a realtor when he sells his house because he could be done after the season. If this falls apart... Because the table is set for them to win that division. And if they blow it, he could be done. I'm not, I haven't heard anything, but we know what happens every year. Five, six, seven guys fired as head coaches every single season. Arthur Smith has had the benefit of the doubt so far. Arthur Blank has been patient. I think patience runs out if the road to missing the playoffs includes losing to the hapless yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. All right, Lions at the Chargers. Did I say my score? 28-17. Lions at the Chargers. Lions coming off their bye week. Three points favorites at L.A. There will be a lot of Lions fans there. I think back to week one, nine weeks ago, when we saw all that Honolulu blue at Arrowhead Stadium on the opening night of the season. I suspect they will take over SoFi, 48.5 point over under. That's the highest of the week. 92% of the spread money is on Detroit, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. Lions minus three. Chris, who do you have? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going with the Lions. I am. Now, I think uh, Chargers defense been better, right? Lions haven't consistently 
run the ball great, right? Uh, but I, by week, I got to think there was some recalibrations there and trying to fix some things. Uh, I, I think the the thing that scares me, okay, and like I said, I'm taking the Lions, is the Lions like to play a lot of zone, and I feel like Justin uh, Justin Herbert and company, you know, could pick them apart to a degree and have some drives where it's eight and ten and five and eight and ten and do all that. Right. I just don't think there's enough firepower in the Chargers offense when all said and done. Keenan Allen's a real good player, but, you know, he's not a guy that scares you making big plays. They have nobody else in the offense like that right now. They're not good enough running the football. Their defense is better and pain in the butt, but I just don't think they're as good as the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions on the road 28-20. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I mean, this game's a CBS game, and they've changed it now. They have that cross-flexing. It used to be this would have been a Fox game, and this would have been a prime candidate to put into that window at 425 p.m. Eastern instead of Giants-Cowboys, but alas, it's a CBS game. And kind of a rare occasion where we're going to have the top Fox crew going at the same time the top CBS crew is broadcasting, even though it'll be a 405 Eastern game. Kind of a weird little glitch there. But Nance and Romo and company will be in L.A. for Lions Chargers. I like the Lions in this one just because they're coming off of the bye. I think they're still a little salty about what happened to them in Baltimore. They're the better team. The Chargers have won a couple of games recently that haven't been all that impressive. The offense on Monday night against the Jets was not something you look at and say, wow, they've really really got it figured out. They did just enough, just enough to couple with the Chargers defense doing a great job against a very bad Jets offense. I will go with the Lions. 20, yeah, they had the long touchdown, 87-yard longest punt return touchdown of the year. I've got the Lions 27-23, barely covering. I think the Chargers have enough to keep it interesting. But the Lions, they understand that the one seed is in play. We talk about the Eagles. We talk about the Cowboys. We talk about the 49ers. The Lions get overlooked. They interviewed Aiden Hutchinson earlier this week, and they're aware of what's on the line. They understand that there's value in having those home games, maybe getting a bye in January. They have games they can win and win and win and win all the way until week 17 at Dallas. I think they win this one 27 to 23. And speaking. Well, uh, just Dallas, before you go on, I just, I, I'm shocked too what you said about Nance and Roma. I really, yeah, I'm shocked that they're not going to be at Cleveland, Baltimore. Man, with all the stars they got on the field and a seven and two and five and three team, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, 405 p.m. Eastern, too regional, but it's the LA market. So, uh, There you go. All right, Giants-Cowboys. The biggest spread of the week, the biggest spread of the year so far, 16.5 points with an over-under of 38.5. That's a huge spread for such a low over-under. They're not counting on the Giants scoring many points. The last time they met week one Sunday Night Football, it was 40 to nothing with Daniel Jones playing quarterback. Now it's Tommy DeVito going against the Cowboys. It's going to be ugly, Chris. Let me start here because I – you know, we re- I, I mean, I try to pick blowouts when I think a blowout's going to happen. I think this is going to be ugly. My only concern is the Cowboys call off the dogs and we start getting some garbage time points from the Giants and maybe they score enough to just cover. I doubt that's going to happen. I'm going 52-10, old school, 70s-style ass-kicking. Haves versus have-nots. Back in the days where you had great teams and you had shit teams. And when the great team came across the shit team, it was 52-10. to 10. That's what's going to happen on Sunday with Tommy DeVito, with Dallas at home where they won 11 in a row. And the Dallas formula is it's either close and maybe we pull it off or we will kick the shit out of you. That's what's going to happen on Sunday. The Cowboys once again will kick the shit out of the Giants. And I don't see the Cowboys letting up because it's the Giants. Because it's a rivalry. If it was some random team, maybe they'd, maybe they'd ease up. I think they're going to keep going and going and going against the Giants just to create as much turmoil as they can for that franchise. All right. Well, we know one of your best bets. That's the lock right there, uh, considering that you're 26 points above the spread there with your margin, right? Uh, you know, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, obvi- I honestly, I mean, obviously think the Cowboys are going to win and dominate the football game. I feel like it could be more of like the Cowboys dominate the football game but are bored and don't really. It's Tommy fucking DeVito coming to town and company. They don't feel threatened at all right now, 
they are literally like, we could take a nap at halftime. I think we'll still win the second half. I mean, so I get, that's where I worry about it. And I, I, the, the other aspect I worry, or not worry, just that it's, it's not as a big plays and just all over the place that maybe this is, we think, and it could go the way you're talking about. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think the other thing I look at, too, is just to go, you know, the Giants' defense – didn't play well last week. It's really the first game all year their D didn't play well. I got to think there's a bounce back there. And Dallas's offense is still very easy to figure out. It really is. So that's where I could see them kind of hanging around. But I'm going to go Cowboys 24 to 6, Mike. I mean, I'm going to have them cover for sure. Yeah, I just think it's going to be an ugly, miserable game. And I don't know why it's the main game at 425 p.m. Eastern other than it's the Cowboys and all the people who love the Cowboys will watch, and it is the New York market. I don't think it's going to pull in the Cowboys haters that would want to watch maybe the Cowboys lose. I mean, this one, I assume they'll switch to something else. I just don't know what they'll switch to. Falcons, Cardinals, I don't know. Commanders, Seahawks, maybe that would be a good game oh, yeah. they can yeah, right. switch to in progress. Right. They can't switch to Lions, know, Chargers because that's on CBS. Duh. Commanders, Seahawks, last game of the late afternoon window. Washington coming off of the win over New England, just a few days after, it felt like they were folding the tents in trading away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They got the win. They go to Seattle. Seattle smarting from the 37-3 to ass-kicking they took in Baltimore. Six-point favorite is the Seahawks, 45.5 over under. Chris, who do you have? Yeah, I'm going Seattle. It's tough to win in Seattle. The Seahawks are a different team when they are at home, right? It's a Washington offensive line that we know is a little shaky. Right, Seattle's got some good players up front. Also, I don't think Seattle's going to have to worry about stopping the run on a consistent basis versus Washington. Uh, so I think that favors them in that aspect. They can play past the events, try to stop Sam Howell you know, from throwing big throws down the field. With that crowd noise, some of the blitz pressures that Seattle brings, I feel like this is a Sam Howell take a few too many sacks in the football game type of game, maybe fumble back in his own territory once or twice. Uh, that's the things that worry me. Seattle's offense is concerning. It is. But uh, I don't think Washington's D is good enough to take advantage of it. I don't. Now, I don't know if Seattle can run the ball, but I think Seattle should be able to get back into consistent drives, some big plays in the pass game versus this Washington defense. I'm going to go Seattle 30-21 to in this one. they got to start playing consistent and getting that offense going. It's getting to the point where it's a little concerning and you're starting to go, I don't know if it's ever going to turn around and go in the right direction. I got 30 to 20. Same idea you have. I'm watching the turnovers on Seattle. That is a no-no. If you're going to run the offense of a Pete Carroll team, it is premised on protecting the ball, trusting the defense, not giving the opposing offense favorable field position. And I know Geno Smith has done really well, but, but at some point, at some point, at some point, they got to think about Drew Locke, and they've got that stretch coming up, 49ers-Cowboys, 49ers-Eagles. they got to prove themselves in those games, and they can't stumble in a game like this at home against a lesser team. They have to get this done. I think they will get it done 30-20. to 20. If they don't, we have to reconsider our position on how viable of a contender the Seahawks are this year. Let's take a break. The primetime games for Week 10 when Chris Sims unbuttoned and PFTPM continue right after this. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. Olympics this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. <laughs> oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. 
Oh, yeah, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code UNBUTTON when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Okay, I don't know if you're auditioning for the WWE, which is right down the road from where you are. It kind of sounds like the parody commercials that they do on John Oliver's show last week tonight when they've got that voice, that high-energy voice, that, you know, the monster truck show coming to town voice where it just keeps going on and on. Buy your free T-shirt as this monster truck crushes teams all night long. Buy your tickets, five tickets for 45 cents tonight like that that's what you mean (laughs) yeah yeah all right i'm done sunday night football (laughs) sunday night football here we go jets and the raiders uh the heidi game yeah visited yeah that's the most interesting thing to say about it let's move on okay (laughs) (laughs) no 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 No, look i've been saying this all week i said it on tuesday the day after the jets lost to the chargers Because I initially said, no matter how hard I try, I can't sell this game. But as I started thinking about it and talking about it, the game is sellable. The Jets need this one. If the Jets lose this one, they're done. All the talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back from the torn Achilles tendon, whether it's fully torn or partially torn. Plenty of people think it was only partially torn. Regardless, it doesn't matter if they lose this one because they got the Bills next, then the Dolphins on Black Friday before they get into December. They may be 4-7. and seven. They need this one. The Raiders are 4-5. and five. They can get to 500. That's the other side of the coin. When you fire Josh McDaniels at 3-5, and five, you get a little bit of a lift. From the interim coach, ding dong, the witch is dead. Smoke him if you got him. They could get to five and five and be in the thick of things, potentially for a wild card berth. I know. So this game is consequential for both teams. And, you know, they're relatively equal talent-wise. That makes it a close game. It's going to be a defensive struggle, close game. So, yeah, I think that, that – people would be upset at the end of this one if Heidi all of a sudden starts playing. You look at it at first and say, maybe Heidi would be better to watch than this. No, this will be a good one, I predict. Now, Chris, the question is, with the Jets favored by one on the road in Vegas, short week after playing at home on Monday Night Football, who do you like over under 36 uh, what's your what's your uh, what's your pick? Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, my pick. I want to hear you go. I got first. distracted by something. Okay. I, I want to hear you go something. first. All right, there you getting text, Johnny Insider. Okay, I want I you am. to uh, go first because you kind of made it sound like you weren't picking the Jets anymore. So I want to hear it. I want you put you put your money where your mouth is, Johnny Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go, Mister Insider over there. I I, you know. I picked the Jets against the Broncos, and it worked out. I picked the Jets against the Eagles, and it worked out. I picked the Jets against the Giants, and somehow, somehow, it worked out. So I let it ride against the Chargers because the Chargers do Chargers things. Brandon Staley can be counted on to blow a game, you know, once every few weeks. I thought it was going to happen. But after that display on Monday night, at a time when the Jets are at 500, and have an opportunity to kind of wedge themselves into the conversation at the top of the division. And to play like that, I respect the defense. I said earlier this week, the fact that the defense kept playing so hard, you could see they were busting their asses even though they knew it was a lost cause. I just can't do it. Short week, to Las Vegas, all of these questions about Zach Wilson, the, the inconsistent messaging from Robert Sala, the I plead the fifth about why Trevor Simeon hasn't played in yeah. place of Zach Wilson. Right. And then he had to do the cleanup on aisle five and try to call it a conspiracy theory. You know, I think it's, it's hard for the players to hold all this together and to keep it going when the offense is caca. The offensive line is caca. The quarterback is playing like caca. I can't do it. I can't do it. The Raiders are riding that crest right now. Max Crosby is going to fuck everything up for the Jets' offense. It's not going to take a lot of points for Aiden O'Connell and company to get there, but I'm going with the team that has that vibe right now. The Jets had that vibe not that long ago. That vibe's gone. The Raiders have got the vibe. Close game like this, 
one-point spread. Give me the Raiders, 23-17 to over the Jets. And the Jets fall to 4-5, and five, and we're closer and closer to Aaron Rodgers trying to come back this year, not making a damn bit of difference for the Jets. Yeah, I, you say a lot of good things. It's an evenly matched football game. The Raiders' defense, not super talented, but it's it's good. It's really well coached, and they have a guy that creates disasters and Max Crosby, like you said. And then when you couple that, it's really well coached, it's good, they have a game wrecker, and it's one of the worst offenses in football. Yeah, uh, that doesn't look like you're going to score many points, right? And then, you know, I look at that, and the one silver lining is I go, maybe the Jets can run the ball. On the Raiders, that would be the one thing I'd kind of look at to a degree. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Now, you, you flip it around to the other side of the ball, all right, and the Jets' defense is special, like you said. I mean, it's special. It really is. It's special at every level. You know, they're even better than they're statistically ranked because the offense is so bad. They're constantly in bad positions here. A rookie quarterback, a run game that I'm still not – you know, it's better than it was three or four weeks ago, but not great. Uh, you know, I, I just think this is going to be an ugly, ugly game. And 20, I don't know if they could make 23-17 if we took the defense off for half the game. I'm not sure they could do that. I'm going 12 to motherfucking 10 in this one. Jets win it on the road in some ugly fashion. I expect their defense to make a big play. So you're back on board with the Jets. You've been picking against the Jets week after week after week after week, and now you're flipping back to the Jets well, after their worst showing in a long time. You're back on the Jets. Well, I'm That's not fine. back on anything. I just think this matchup is conducive to them winning a game like this. This one, it fits them. Uh, but the things you're, you said scare me. The bump from, you know, Pierce at head coach, all of that scares me. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets' defense. Just they're, they're enough to get it done in this one. All right, Monday Night Football, Broncos at the Bills. Will the Jenga Tower remain intact? The Bills are favored by 7.5. The Broncos had bye week plus one day to get ready for this one, over under a 47. Chris, surely the Bills aren't going to blow this one to Russell Wilson and the Broncos, or are they? I wouldn't think they're going to blow it. No, I'm going to pick them to win the game. I think 7.5 points is a little too much, though. I do. You know, Denver's defense has been a lot better. Right, it's a Bills offense that again we know it's it's about one thing. That's all it is. It's number seventeen, and every time we look at a lull or why they're not doing good in a stretch is because uh, the defense can slow him down. There's nobody else that ever can do fucking anything for their team. It's frustrating to watch. We know Diggs is the only guy there, so I'm going with the Bills. But I think the Broncos will be able to move the ball in this Bills defense a little too. But Bills twenty four twenty at home. I think the Broncos keep it a little closer than they'd like. I got 30 to 21 Bills just because I feel like the Bills, if the Bills don't find a way to impress us in a primetime standalone spot against a team they should be able to beat and cover, they may not. And they really may be missing the playoffs. Even if they win this game, I think they may miss the playoffs. You and I predicted that back in September, but I think they just, for one night, it all comes together. They got some tough games coming up, yep. but this is one that they can win, should win. Let's take a break. Best bets in Folsom Prison Blues next here on Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFT. All right, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, PFTPM, best bets time. We had our best week in a long time at 5-1 and one combined last week with best bets. We picked three each. Chris, you're up. All right, well, I'm going to the Browns-Ravens game to start it off, and I'm going with the Ravens, right? I, I just – I look at it, you know, I think it's you know, sneaky, hang around for a while, but six, six points, uh, I think the Ravens win by more than that. I could see them – I got a 21-13. I could see them stifling that Browns offense even more. I'm going Ravens. I'm going to take the Steelers giving three, even though it makes me a little nervous and I'm going to have another push because I could see 13-10 or 16-13 or 10-7. I think the Steelers are more than three points better than the Packers, and the Steelers get a little mini buy, get a win, get to 6-3, and three, and keep this unlikely run going. I'm joining you there. I am also going there as well. I, this, to me, is just too much of a Steelers football game, slow, grind it out, slowly just dominate and apply pressure to the neck and just finish off the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> like that description? 
Well, yeah, that's uh, fairly graphic, but that's okay. The Falcons, I'm going to take, given one and a half to the Cardinals, even though it makes me a little nervous with Kyler Murray. I'd like to think they learned their lesson last week, giving up 66 rushing yards to Josh Dobbs, assign someone to account for the quarterback running the ball. But it's just – it's first game back for Kyler Murray. I just feel like they're not going to be ready to go, and the Falcons yeah. desperately need this one, or Arthur Smith could be done in Atlanta. Yeah, I hear you there. I'm not, gonna... not now, by the end of the year. At I the end of the you. year, not I now. I don't you. mean he's going to get fired now. End don't worry, year. Dr. Doom. We're not taking you too literal there. We got you. Um, at the end of the Watch, year. Watch, you'll get fired will. Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions. Minus three, you know, favored by three. Not enough points here for me on the bye week. You know, Chargers don't make enough plays on offense, and I just think the lines are too balanced on the offensive side of the ball, and the Chargers' defense will have problems. The Giants stink even without Tommy DeVito playing quarterback. The Cowboys, even if they do sleepwalk through it, they'll cover that 16-and-a-half-point spread. How can they not? Uh, Why is it only 16-and-a-half? It should be in the 20s. I know. Chris. I wanted to it pick it with you. It should be in the you. low 20s. I was scared. I don't know. There's something that just, to me, just seems like a Cowboys put their feet up and just think they're going to waltz in there and win the game without, you know, being all over it. It's not how they, – they take no prisoners. This is how they win, and they know they've got four games in a row they can win before they see the Eagles again. That Eagles game last night gave them lift. I assume we're both going Cowboys, Folsom Prison. A hundred percent. How the hell could you pick the Giants to ever beat the Cowboys? Yes. They're dead in a gutter, and then they're dead again on the gutter. You're letting your dead down. See ya. That's it. Enjoy the games. Bye.